Welcome to Bullets, Beans, and Band-Aids, where we talk about guns, preparedness, and keeping yourself and your loved ones safe in the real world. Everyone is welcome. Take what you can, and feel free to leave the rest. If you'd like to join the conversation, stay tuned until the end to find out how. But for now, let's join our hosts, Kyle and Jeremy. Welcome back, guys. This week, Kyle and I are going to continue our conversation aimed specifically at new gun owners as we discuss rifles and shotguns, collectively known as long guns. Let's get into it. Okay, shotguns are kind of the quintessential home defense weapons. Um, They are considered that for a reason. You have a lot of options as far as ammo goes with a shotgun, whether it's a 12-gauge or a 20-gauge. Anything outside of there, you're going to be limiting yourself, even at the 410 level, which is probably the second or third more, more popular one, I think, uh, just because the, the amount of different kinds of rounds out there aren't the same. But with a shotgun, uh, the sound is very distinctive, and there have been reports of people running away from a house they broke into just based on the sound of the shotgun, although I would not rely on that. No, I think that's more of an anecdote than anything. I'm sure it has happened before, but people will often say, like, well, all you need to do is buy a shotgun because, you know, that cha-ching sound is going to scare a bad guy right out of your house. Well, maybe if you're, on that. if you're lucky. But, yeah, don't right. don't count on that at all. Right. In fact, in fact... Um, I would have the round already chambered. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I totally disagree with chambering a round in the middle of the night anyway. But, uh, you know, that's that's something probably for another episode as well. We got a lot of ground to cover here, I'm sure. Yep. So anyway, uh, shotgun, I would suggest probably a 12 gauge or a 20 gauge. Yep. Uh, I would suggest buckshot or slugs. What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh depends um depends on your bird shot but then i've also seen some ballistic evidence that not exactly a man stopper it's more of involving that psychological factor of oh geez i just got shot yeah well let let me let me say this i i think that um um i actually think that neither well your your situation and where you live and your living situation um, greatly depends on what you, um, what you're going to use for your, um, what type of ammo you're going to, you're going to have in your shotgun. Because again, if you're going to be in an apartment, um, buckshot absolutely will go through the wall and the wall on the other side of that room and probably everything else. Let's be honest about that. Wait, say that again. But so will just about any other round from any rifle or handgun as well. So, you know, right, but clear about that. Yes. However, birdshot won't. Um, at least birdshot will go will go into um, um, birdshot will go into um, uh, sheet uh, sheetrock, but it won't exit it, or at least. Not in most circumstances. I can't say yeah, for every. It won't, go, it won't go through as many. That that is correct. Um, and also, a birdshot would be not as not as certainly it could be, and probably many times is fatal. But um, it would not be. Yeah, is 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 much of a man stopper as perhaps you would 
the situation would dictate you need. But um, that said, double at buckshot, um, that sending, you know, nine pellets, you know, basically a little smaller than a nine millimeter, um, you know, going at 1600 feet per second. And I mean, you're, I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll kill whatever you hit with that. Um, but uh, if you're using this in, in, in a house or an apartment where you've got potential um, people in the other rooms that you want to avoid hitting or avoid over penetration, um, what I ended up doing, and this is based off of a YouTube video I saw um, by Paul Harrell. And I don't know if you guys know who that is, but if you do, definitely check out his videos. Um, but his video, um, he showed in his video he, him using double at buck through um, a, uh, a, a facade he built for, um, you know, like with sheetrock and insulation and two by fours and all that. The moral of the story, so to speak, was that um, number four bird shot um, or number four shot was sort of the best of both worlds. It didn't go crazy over penetrating into like the next room he literally set up i think it was two rooms plus um like an exterior wall with siding um and two by fours and he the buckshot went through three walls including the exterior wall um the bird shot i forgot what that did but the number four shot um went through i think just one of the walls um but it didn't have enough power to um penetrate the second um, like it didn't have the, the, the balls didn't go through on the other side of the room. They didn't enter the other side's drywall, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. it was basically, um, in that, in that case, sort of the best of both worlds. You got bigger pellets, but not as crazy of, um, over penetration. Now, I mean, people over penetration in and of itself could be a, its own episode, but, um, you know, it depends. If you live in the country, if you're in the middle of, if you live in the middle of nowhere, I'd go, I'd say go double at buck all the way, maybe even triple at buck or number four buck. Um, if you live in an apartment or in a tightly closed area where there's lots of people around, um, I think maybe birdshot would be your best option. Um, or you could try number six shot or something like that. Um, shotguns are, are confusing as far as the, um, type of ammunition there's a lot it's all the it doesn't really follow um one naming standard um so if i were if i were you i would just sort of look up shotgun ammo types and um uh, just kind of see what's all out there because uh you know you, you'll, you'll you'll learn something and you can sort of figure out what to do from there i guess that would be my take yeah okay so you do have to be cognizant of the type of ammo you're using that will oftentimes determine, but um, one myth I wanted, one other myth I wanted to spell about the shotguns real quick. And this is, again, this could probably be its whole own episode, but uh, another myth is you don't have to aim a shotgun. And that is just plainly not true. Anyone who's ever shot a shotgun can tell you otherwise. I think that myth partially comes in because of, People that hunt ducks or geese or whatever, birds in general, spread out the ammo into a larger cloud. But if you ever take any kind of a class or go to the range and you shoot a shotgun, you have to aim. Even with buckshot, 
uh, a lot of times within, I don't know, 15 yards or so, you'll just have a, a, you'll have a large hole in the target, but it's still generally a large hole. <laughs> it's it's not the... like it covers, it's not like it covers the whole target from no. head to toes and, and shoulder to shoulder at five yards or anything. So you do have to aim a shotgun. That's another myth. Yeah. And uh, I just want to, um, two, two things I want to add to that. First of all, yeah, at a, that, like even 25 yards, well, I'd say 15 to 25 yards, your spread is going to be about the size of a fist. Um, yeah. It's not big. Um, and um, now I think it does, it does open up pretty quickly the further you go out. But um, of course, at that point, it becomes yeah, more about ineffectual. Per, about an inch per yard, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think I I, I want to say I heard at one point that double lot buck is creates about an eight foot radius um, spread at fifty yards. I could be wrong, um, but um, that would be obviously uh, quite ineffectual um, at that point. Um, and um, you know, obviously the the so a tighter a tighter group or a tighter spreads not necessarily a bad thing. So I mean. Um, no, and, as you pointed out, you're essentially shooting them with nine nine millimeter pellets right in the chest at you know, and it might be a, a fifteen inch circle at fifteen yards. Right. You know, so that's that's putting a lot of lead into somebody. You'll have to mop up whatever you hit is basically uh, the long and the short of it. But if you're at five yards away or so down your hallway, you're gonna have approximately a five inch spread on a person so you still have to aim and yes. even more so because you do you are risking penetrating further through walls if you miss your target than if you hit your target yeah and then I think that's a fair assessment yeah and and i think that that also will change based upon your barrel length um yeah and the presence or or not of a choke in there i mean so, yeah. typically home defense or combat shotguns as they're also called don't have chokes not all of them anyway, some of them do. Um, but, um, yeah, so just, just so you know that, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah, you definitely do have to aim. I've heard that, that myth before too. And that is absolutely a myth because, um, yeah, I mean, if you've ever gone shooting clays before, um, which (laughs) I would recommend. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you do buy a shotgun, I would, I would recommend absolutely going to shoot clays, um, some going to shoot some trap with it um just so you can sort of get a feel for you know the recoil impulse because unfortunately um with shotguns and rifles it's a lot more difficult to rent before you buy it is still possible but it is not as easy um and your options will be much slimmer correct but should we move to rifle the other thing to think about about shotguns, there's two basic different kinds. You have semi-automatic oh. and you have pump action. And and the only reason I bring those up, and there are more types, but those are the ones you'll usually find in a gun store. And the reason I bring them up is because for self-defense, semi-automatic seems like it would be a, the perfect idea. Because all you got to do is pick it up, disengage the safety, and just start pulling the trigger. The problem is, is semi-automatics are a lot more prone to failures than a pump action is pump action is a much more simple machine and is much less ammo dependent um semi-automatics you can have it can run just fine with certain rounds and then if you put in 
certain other rounds, maybe anti-personnel type rounds, it will jam up and then you've just got a big, long, heavy tube to beat someone with, essentially. Yep. Um, a lot of semi-automatic shotguns need to be tuned um, for the load that they're using. And that would not necessarily, because actually, the nice thing about a pump shotgun is actually how I have mine set up at, at home, um, is I have an, uh, a seven-round magazine tube, and the last the last round in there is a slug. Uh, and then I have like three rounds of buckshot, double-ot. Um, I have, or no, two, two rounds of double-ot buck, two rounds of... Um, number four buck and two rounds of number four shot. So um, you can do that with a, with a pump. You can load it with a bunch of different types of loads and you're not going to have any issues. You could not do that with a semi-auto. Maybe there are some in the world that you could do that with that have like a self-regulating um, gas system, but those are going to be really expensive and you're going to have to do extensive testing before you would, I would say you'd want to rely or protect your life with that. Absolutely. Okay, so let me just add one more thing. There are also, um, I know Jeremy said that there are other types of shotguns, and the other type that you will often see are, you know, the the double barrels. Um, And um, some politicians might think that those are the ideal types, but um, for home defense, um, I would I would stay away from um, a a double double barrel, um, be it side by side or um, over under just for the simple fact that you got two rounds and then you have to reload and reloading one of those, especially one that does not have, um, automatic ejectors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ejectors is going to be, um, is going to be a, a, a chore. So, yes, um, it will. um, better, you know, the more, the most ammo you can possibly have in your, in your, um, weapon for defending yourself is, um, obviously ideal. And with the double barrels, um, Really, what those are for—the over and unders—really are may are meant for uh, clay shooting, and a lot of the double barrels these days are made for either hunting or um, cowboy action shooting. You yeah. can, you of course can use them for self defense, and if that's all you have, then great. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I would just, if possible, stay away from those. Um, and typically, they're pretty expensive, so um, the the, the uh, semi-autos usually are pretty, pretty reasonably priced. Anyway, that's all I wanted to add. Yeah, semi-autos for the most part are reasonably priced. Pump actions are usually reasonably priced, and any of the major manufacturers, pretty much that make pump action shotguns, are reliable enough to use. Yeah. Um, okay, moving into rifles. Just like with handguns, I think that probably your best choice for a home defense rifle or a self-defense rifle is going to be a semi-automatic. Yep. I know that runs contrary to what we just said about shotguns and it's true. Semi-automatic rifles do have more moving parts and can be prone to failure. Most modern rifles are much less prone to failure. I feel than the older models. Yeah. I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. And the reason for that is is um there's a couple reasons for that but um, one of the big ones is is that it's only using the one ammunition always so um or to be to say that differently um it's only you know ever going like if you get an AR15 that shoots 223 Remington it's only ever going to be shooting 223 Remington therefore its gas system is already 
um, optimized for shooting 223 Remington. And even if you're shooting different weight of bullets or different types of bullets, it's all going to be the same and it's all going to shoot it um, uh, just fine. Reasonably um, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might, you might encounter some other mishaps, but typically um, when you buy a semi-auto rifle, um, as long as you're using um, good magazines and um, good, or even, even uh, doesn't even have to be good, just not horrible ammunition. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be just fine. Um, yeah. And I would agree semi-automatic all the way. Now, um, if you live in a jurisdiction um, that doesn't allow you to have a semi-automatic rifle or um, if you live in a jurisdiction that makes it very difficult to own a semi-automatic rifle, um, a very, very good um, alternative would be either a lever action um, yeah. or a pump action. But I would say go with a lever action. Um, lever or, action all the way if you can't yep. have a semi-automatic. That would be my second choice. Pump would be my third. Yep. Bolt action would be my last choice. Yep, and that's the same for me. Uh, I and shouldn't then, say my last choice. A single shot would be my last choice. But yep, I was just <laughs> going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pump actions that you can be used. They can be used for a wide variety of things, such as hunting or self defense. They're usually going to have a carbine length uh, or carbine length barrel, so they're usually short enough that you could use it for home defense if you needed to, or self defense around a vehicle or whatever. Are you Not talking about a, ideal? Are you talking about a lever gun right now? Lever action, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and you can usually find ammunition for them, assuming you're not buying some crazy caliber. You can usually find them pretty widely across the country. Um, well, there's, yeah, there's, and there's only, I mean, really the, the most popular, there's only like a handful of, of, I mean, lever actions come probably in every, I'm sure there's a, a little caliber of lever action for, or a lever action in almost every caliber, but you know, the popular ones, like we said, are 30, 30, um, 45 long Colt. There's 35 or 357 Magnum, which can also shoot 38 special, by the way. And then you've got, um, you know, your 4570s, which are for killing like grizzly bears. So yeah. um, I they, would they go. Do with... come, they do come in a wide variety of calibers, though, which is why I had to specify yeah. that one of the major calibers will do it. Yep. I think 30, 30. 45 long or um, 357. I personally would go with 357 just because then you have more options. And I am an options-oriented guy. So, um, but then you're talking pistol caliber again, even though it's you know a larger pistol caliber. So true, but 357 gains 40% velocity out of a uh, 16-inch barrel. Right. So it's it's not it's not as bad as you know firing out of a pistol, but you are still talking pistol caliber. So, yep. Um, anyway, so semi-automatics. Uh, generally, you're going to find your AR pattern, your AK pattern. Um, you'll find some other like the. Uh, occasionally, you'll find an FAL or a Setmes or. G3. something like that that's that's a, a c3 type clone or whatever a g3 type clone excuse me um mini 14 is another one that i see a lot of in country stores if you will 
uh, stores that are more out in the country than in the cities. The cities seem to sell more of the ARs and AK types. And by far, obviously, America's favorite is the AR. Yep. Uh, you and I have different opinions on some of those guns, and I'm sure yep. we'll get into those on different episodes. But uh, if you're looking for something in a semi-automatic, it should probably be magazine-fed. Do you think that's fair to say? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Because it's yep. quicker to reload. You can store ammunition uh, and quickly load up the gun if you needed to. It's it's just, I think that's a, a good choice for home defense. You do have to consider ammunition because it will, again, rifle ammunition is generally higher power than pistol, and they will go through walls. You can mitigate that somewhat by your choice of ammunition but just understand that you probably don't want to be shooting a rifle at your baby's room even if there's a wall between (laughs) you two yep um the other thing um is that um yeah not only is is the rifle more powerful it is also going to be um well if you get an ar or an ak ars nowadays are extremely extremely affordable but um, well again they were um, as of a month ago nowadays <laughs> i'm seeing yeah that's true that's true prices on them. again i i my mind is is not stuck in this panic buying right. so um but uh yeah i mean we're we're at a time now where where um rifles are well we we just exited a time i should say where ar prices were sort of at an all-time low Absolutely. but um keep in mind that a rifle is going to be probably your most expensive firearm and it is also probably going to be shooting the most expensive ammo that you get not always that is certainly not a universal rule and there are many many exceptions (laughs) however that is um um i think a general overall um distinction is that um you you will find that um you know that rifles are going to be more more expensive with more expensive ammo um, but oddly enough, cheaper magazines. So generally speaking, um, again, yep. Generally, if you get, um, yeah, well, if you get an AR or an AK, um, yeah, those those magazines are going to be pretty cheap. Um, you can find good magazines for pretty yes, cheap with absolutely. those. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, with a rifle, the best thing, in my opinion, would be is to try to find somebody who already has one, and um, if you know someone who already has one, see if you can't. Um, go to the range with them um, and try out their their gun um, and uh, see if you like it. And uh, if you don't like it, then then keep looking. Um, go online, watch YouTube videos, watch reviews. Um, just you know, basically find out what uh, you know. Just keep keep looking around um, about what other people are saying. Now you need to form your own opinion, of course. But um, just uh, I would I, if you don't know what you're looking for if you don't know what to look for start by listening to what everyone else is saying um not that it's all always good information but it's um it's a place to start you know if you don't know anything it, exactly yeah. yeah and i'm sure we'll get into yeah. that later because again you and i don't agree on everything not by any means no but we i i think you know you're, you're making it <laughs> you're sort of making it sound like uh we have this feud going which i don't i don't really think we do because i think that um we both love um both firearms um i mean maybe not equally the same but uh, we both love them both oh, absolutely so. <laughs> no no i just i just mean that 
you know, you and I might yeah. disagree on what's a good feature, and that's because we're individual users. So take oh, yeah. what, yes, you, take for what sure. you hear from other people or hear online with a grain of salt and try to find Including... as close to a primary source as possible. Don't go on online and read about what somebody else heard somebody else say about a certain gun. Find somebody right. that's actually shot it and will tell you, hey, I don't like this, and here's why. Don't just take it at face value that, oh, well, I heard that High Point is a horrible gun, so don't ever buy one, for example. Right. Yeah, you'll you'll hear a lot of that. And, and also, a lot of people will try to sort of will get you to try to buy what they have sort of subconsciously even. Um, And um, I I try to not mention brand names when I'm talking to people about what they're looking for. Um, So yeah, just keep that in mind. Just because somebody has something doesn't mean that that's the best thing for you by any means. Absolutely. Again, what my wife chose is nothing I would choose if I had any other choices, probably. <laughs> but that's what fit yeah. her, and that's what she likes, and that's what she's good with, and so that's what she uses. Um, let's talk really quickly about calibers for the different platforms, or at least major uh, calibers, so people know what they're looking at. Okay? Uh, let's sure. go into handguns first, since that's where we started. I would say 9 millimeter. 40 Smith and Wesson, 45 ACP, uh, 38 Special, 357 Magnum are probably going to be the rounds that are considered normal for home defense, self-defense type stuff. Yep, I agree, and I would not add or take away any of those. So 380 um, is kind of on the cusp, as Kyle said. You know, you can find yep. some 380s out there, and the ammo is better than it used to be. If that's what you can find, you know, I would throw that on as kind of a lagging sixth caliber because some people do use it. Yeah. Uh, Shotguns. I would say primarily 12 gauge or 20 gauge, depending on, you know, if you're going to, if you're a big burly man that is not recoil sensitive, 12 gauge. If you're a big woman that's not recoil sensitive, 12 gauge. If you have, if you're a slight, petite, smaller frame or you're recoil sensitive, for example, my father had his shoulder replaced. He can't fire a full power 12 gauge round anymore. Then I would go uh, 20 gauge. What do you think about that? Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, Keep in mind, um, 20 gauge, um, the ammo might be a tad more expensive. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but it is more expensive and it's harder to find in a wide variety of patterns if you will or a wide variety of different kinds of uh rounds shot slugs etc yes um yeah and and um just just know that um some of the other options out there that um we would just just know that they're out there because um there's 12 and and 20 gauge are the more popular ones but there are 16 28 um and 10 gauge as well and and, um and the 410, yep. And I would, yes, yeah, stay away from all of those just because ammo is more expensive than 20 gauge for all of those. And um, you're looking at, um, yeah, you're looking at a, uh, um, yeah, just a more expensive uh, yeah. And ammo. 410, so. I think, again, is kind of like the 380 where it's almost an honorable mention, but it's not something I would recommend. Yeah. 
but it can yep, be but again, it's useful that, that's depending all... on if that's what you can handle or if you've got kids that might be using it, that might be a viable option. Yep. And if it's the only thing you have, then that's yep. the only thing you have. And then you got to, yep. Um, so you got to work with what you have. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, 410 is definitely the third most popular, I would say, um, for shotguns, but yeah, shotguns are base are pretty basic and you'll, you'll quickly find that that shotgun is, is really the world of the 12, the world of 12 gauge really dominates, uh, shotguns and uh while 20 gauge certainly is available and around um almost everything is going to be um coming out first in 12 gauge and uh available in 12 gauge you with can, 12 gauge yeah. ammo you can walk into a yeah. gas station in the middle of nowhere and if they sell ammo you can pretty much guarantee they're going to sell 12 gauge ammo yep um okay rifle yep. calibers i would say the typical ones are for self-defense anyway are going to be 223, yep. 7.62 by 39 these days, and 308. Uh, you might find one in 30-06 or something. There's a lot, a lot of rifle calibers. If you can imagine it, it's probably out there or has been tried at least. But I would say that those three are probably the three most popular with 5.45 by 39 as a fourth one. It's losing favor these days because it's so hard to find those AK-74 and the ammo that used to be dirt cheap for those as well. Yep. And I would say sort of the honorable mention um, being 30-30 just because yep. of the, action. the... Yep. I would also say another honorable mention would be 300 Blackout. Sure. That's gaining um, popularity as well as 6.5 Creedmoor and some of these others. Yeah, but as far as, yeah, um, and, and honestly, if, if you were to ask me, um, I would say stick with either 223 or 76239 um, for a home defense cartridge. Uh, 308's getting up there. Um, In both I power mean, you and can, price. Yes, and I mean, theoretically, you can take any game in North America with 308. I mean, that's not advisable for some, like a moose or bear, but you can. Um um, so, I mean, it's, it's something that like, yeah, you, you don't, you don't really need that, that type of firepower for, um, a, a two-legged threat. But, um, again, if that's all you have, or if that's what you want, that's your prerogative. This is, this is America. you got the choice. Um, but yeah, just know you're going to be paying a lot more for 308 ammo. Um, the cheapest ammo, honestly, is going to be 7.62 by 39, yeah, even these at least days. as of right yeah, now. Even these days it is. Yep. And actually, I'm going to, I'm going to throw another, um, I'm going to throw a, a twist out here. And, and that's to say, you know, Jeremy, you mentioned just before um, that um, whatever home defense gun you get should be mag magazine fed. And I'm going to just add one exception to that. Um, and that would be, well, two, two exceptions rather, because um, typically lever action guns are not magazine or detachable, detachable magazine fed. Right. They do have magazines. Um, but my other, my other caveat was going to be the SKS. Um, and um, just for the fact that, um, you know, people can still find them for somewhat reasonably cheap. Um, and if you do find them, it's not like they take forever to reload because you do have, you'd have to buy stripper clips and, uh, you know, practice that a bunch, but 
that rifle, I think, is also um, one that you, um, if that's what you had, you'd certainly be doing better than than uh, um, a lot of people. Of course, you've, you've only got 10 shots with that, but that is, um, I would take an SKS over a lever gun, honestly. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, yeah, not, not the best choice, but um, I would go there before I went to a lever gun. Although they are longer, typically, and heavier and bulkier and slower to reload. But on the other hand, you also have that nice, you know, foot and a half long bayonet on the end. You could fold out if you ran out of ammo. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, That's right. It's probably not as common as they used to be, and they certainly aren't as cheap as they used to be, but they are a viable option as well. And and those fire the 762 by 39 as well. One other quick thing I want to yep. add about ammunition. If you have a rifle that fires 5.56 NATO, you can also fire 223. And so Kyle and I kind of lump that in and we'll just say 223 when we mean that general caliber class of 223 or 5.56. So if you have a 5.56 AR and you're wondering what that is, you can fire 5.56 or 223 out of it. However, if you have one that says 223, you probably cannot fire 5.56 safely out of it. 5.56 is a little bit higher pressure of a round and even though it looks exactly the same it could cause damage to your gun if it's only rated for 223 so just as a beginner that's something to keep in mind however <laughs> there is a caliber called 223 wild, wild correct i wasn't going to get in there is, just so we didn't confuse the beginners well no i know but the the the, the thing with that is and that's not it's it is gaining popularity know that it's out there and if you get one so the here's here's the here's the thing there is no ammunition 223 wild um a, a rifle chambered in 223 wild is going to be one that's mainly meant to shoot 223 remington but is safe to use 556 five, out of correct. it correct yeah yeah um that i i one of my friends has a 223 uh wild chambered ar and um they are out there and um at, frankly if you can get one of those that's what i would recommend sure um but if not yeah go with the nato 556 nato yeah. and i just you know i wasn't trying to get too confusing for the newcomers but you are absolutely correct on that um yeah okay so if you're a newbie let's wrap that part up at least if you're going to buy your first gun figure out what you need it for figure out what will suit you or what feels good Again, even though you can't find very many places that will let you shoot a rifle or a shotgun, you can at least go into your local gun store and handle them. Maybe ask them how it works or, you know, what caliber it is or what gauge it is, if it's a shotgun, whatever. And just feel one and maybe try it out. Um, after you've done that, if you have that option, maybe rent one if that's an option near you and actually try shooting it or find someone that has one that's willing to take you shooting Please don't post a, a list on Facebook or Craigslist or something asking for somebody to take you out in the middle of nowhere with a gun um, if you don't know them. <laughs> um, well, if you do that on Craigslist, period, um, <laughs> you'll get a free ride in a police car. So <laughs> That's probably true. Um, so, you know, if you, have, you know, if you have somebody that you know, though, a family member, a friend, or even a friend of a friend that can take you shooting, they can let you maybe handle your their firearm and actually shoot it and see if you like it first before you buy one and 
Before we wrap this up, there's a couple other things that I want to touch on that are very, very, very important when buying um, a new, um, well, handgun specifically. Uh, well, with as with any gun, know um, the uh, safety rules, of course. Um, yeah. And those are, to reiterate, um, always point the gun in a safe direction. Always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Um, always keep the gun unloaded until you're ready to shoot and um, know your target and what's beyond it. Um, but um, if you do get a handgun, the very next thing that you need to purchase is a good quality holster. Yeah. Um, and if you, um, so, okay, if you're going to carry, if you're going to conceal carry, um, you're, you'll want a concealed carry holster, obviously. Even if you're not um, going to be carrying the gun on your hip, you still need to buy a holster, and I'll tell you why. Um, because a home defense gun should be loaded all the time, right? I mean, otherwise, what's the point of having, you know, um, for a home defense gun you're, or self-defense gun, you're not going to keep the ammunition and the um, bullets separated. I'm sorry. You're not going to keep the ammo and the, and the firearm separated. You should not anyway. Yeah, not um, for it home Right. It should be loaded round in the chamber, you know, safety on if it's got a safety um, and then in its holster. Now, I recommend that you get a good quality, like I said, Kydex holster. Kydex is similar to polymer or plastic. Um, it's very popular in the gun world for making holsters. Um, and my reasoning for this is um, for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, then you have options. You can hold you can holster it if you you can wear it on your hip if the situation dictates. Um, but m more than that, and this is what I do, is my gun, actually, my carry gun, lives in its holster. Now, it's loaded, round in the chamber, everything ready to go, but it lives in the holster. It uh, never comes out of the holster. When I put it on in the morning when I'm getting up, it, the gun already in the holster goes you know, into my pants um, with the belt clip um, when I'm done at night the whole holster comes out with the gun in it and uh it 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 uh you know goes on my nightstand that way i never have to handle a loaded gun and my safety um the safety aspect of it um gets a lot safer because at no point am i handling a loaded gun yeah the gun's now, not going to go off unless the trigger gets pulled somehow whether it's by your finger by a piece of clothing whatever and if you buy right. a good quality holster that covers the trigger guard like it should there's no way of that trigger getting pulled so there's no way that gun's going to go off if it's a modern firearm yep and that is that is i can't stress the importance of that a lot of people buy a gun and then will buy a cheap crappy uncle mike's holster or you know whatever but please don't do that for the safety sake of yourself and your family buy a good holster with good retention um you know, meaning the, the gun stays in there well. Um, and um, basically what you want is is just a, a little, think of it as a little house that the gun lives in uh, whenever you're not actively shooting it at the range or if you need it in a home defense situation. Um, some reputable holster companies um, that I would say look into first would be Blade Tech, Safari Land, um, even Black Hawk, but I would stay away from the Serpa holsters if possible. Um, just find what you, um, what would work. Um, if you go online, go on eBay, there's a ton of people making custom holsters. 
um, you'll find something, um, you'll find something. So that's very important. Um, and likewise with a rifle or shotgun, a sling is essentially a holster for a rifle or a shotgun, though that's not as important as a good holster for a pistol. Yeah, agreed. Okay. And the last thing, um, how many magazines do you think people should buy um, for their rifles and or pistols, Jeremy? That's a good question. Uh, that's something that I think we probably could do a whole episode on by itself. I will say yep. if you are a brand new gun owner, check your box. If you're buying a magazine-fed rifle or handgun or even a shotgun, you're going to want at least two magazines. Uh, I, I recommend three magazines total as a beginner, but I would say minimum two because if your gun, for example, some SIGs uh, only come with one magazine, if that magazine starts having problems feeding rounds into your gun, your gun is useless. Right. And magazines are typically the most common um, causer of malfunctions. Um, of of um, and, in general. Yes. And I, and I, I my, my minimum is, is three um, for a handgun. And actually my personal minimum is seven for a rifle, but um, with some exceptions, but um yeah, definitely more than one. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to, if you you're know, a brand new gun owner, though, I don't want you getting wrapped around the axle about that. Make sure yeah. you have a minimum of two right uh, of two magazines if you're buying a magazine-fed rifle or handgun or shotgun. They can get pretty and pricey depending on what you buy, but you've yep. got to have at least two because if you only have one, I guarantee you that one will wear out over time and you will start having problems if you don't have problems yep. right out of the box. And that has happened before with some companies. Yep. And keep your magazines loaded because yep. they're useless without ammunition. Absolutely. In them. A loaded magazine is a happy magazine. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. And next week, join us for part three on buying your first gun. A little bit about ammunition and some of the other things that you might need. That's it for this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to come back for more soon. Also, please take a moment to rate us on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to us. It really helps new people discover us and grow our entire community. If you know of someone specifically who might benefit from this episode, share it with them directly. And if you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to send us an audio message or question on the Anchor app or by visiting anchor.fm forward slash guns and survival forward slash message. We'll talk with you soon. Stay safe and survive.